Welcome back to the Barca Breakdown. My name is Yusuf, and I'm here with my co-host Adam. What's up, guys? Don't don't get you know. I can hear it in your voice, Adam. We just lost against Real Madrid, three-one at the Bernabeu, and you know after that international break, we came, we played Inter Milan, we lost that first game, one-zero. Then we drew them three-three, and now we lose the top of the La Liga table. We're down three points on Real Madrid. The one thing we said we needed to accomplish, especially after pretty much our fate is sealed going into the Europa League, I think. And I'm just not happy about the performance performance of this game we came out and we looked like we were already defeated from that inter milan game uh, well it's not we even had that low yes. energy the thing that uh-huh. kills me is just how entirely predictable the loss was and how the game would go right like when you mm. just run down the line of things that happen i bet if we had in a twisted world been like we're gonna lose let's predict how we lose uh eric garcia can't defend one-on-one and gets a penalty late <laughs> when we need a goal uh, we again mm-hmm. try the Rafinha Dembele uh, right and left wing experiment that hasn't really worked yeah. at all this season. Uh, and they again perform poorly because our midfield is not getting the ball quickly out to our wingers so that they can use their speed. We're always getting them out to them when, you know, the defense is set and ready to defend them. And then a lot of times, Sergio Roberto in particular is not providing any overlapping runs or attacking the half spaces to give them outlets. Oh, I'm getting bo- my blood boiling just saying this, right? <laughs> Busquets, again, we had this whole video yeah. last week after Inter Milan where we talk about the end of an era, right? The end of an end of an era mm-hmm. and how uh, it's just become more and more clear Busquets is not the man for the job. He gets in this game and Tony Cruz and Luka Modric, who are also older players with a lot of you know years on those legs, they just run circles around him, right? In that first goal, yeah. you see Busquets trying to foul Cruz. He, he's so slow and, and just so not on his peak form right now not even close to his peak form, but just so replaceable, to be honest, right now that he can't even foul Tony Cruz in enough time to get, you know, the yellow card and to stop the goal, right? They just, they uh, Cruz gets it out to, I think, Vinicius or Mendy, and, uh, you know, a little Ter Stegen unlucky rebound goes to Benzema, and they score that 1-0 goal. Uh, what, what else is predictable here? Um, yeah, when, when Barca have a chance to counter, all we do is pass it sideways and let the opposing defense regroup, right? We're not getting the ball out quickly like to, to use the speed of our wingers, like I was saying. And then, you know, it's a classic Classico for the last few seasons. And this is how Real Madrid win games. They, they lull you into a false sense that you are, are accomplishing things with your possession when you're really not, right? And then they can hit us because they're using the, the speed of their wingers very effectively. They can hit us on these breaks, get the ball, shots on goal, rebounds to put the ball in the net, or to get, you know, uh, Valverde a shot from the top of the box where he's basically not defended for two or three seconds. And it's just, it's so tough to see your team continue to be exposed in the same ways. And Javi, the heat is turning up on him, right? I'm not going to say I want Javi replaced because we can't just keep replacing managers all the time. <laughs> We've seen with like Man, U- Man yeah. United that that is really not for the sure. best way to go. But we need big changes, right? Sergio Busquets should not be starting games. Like at all. Well, not just Especially that. big yeah, games. No, but like our defensive line wasn't even set up properly on that uh, on that ball forward to Vinny Jr. on the left side. Balde's keeping him on side. He's already breaking away. You know, we, we didn't set an offside trap. Our defense is nowhere to be found in that case. It was... Well, we're, we're just we're pressing so watch. high. We're pressing so high. Yeah. That, and, and then we don't have the speed we really need on that back line. I mean, Kunde comes in sure. and actually does pretty well. I think of my two favorite players in this game, Kunde and Frankie De Jong are probably the top two. But 
um yeah Sergio Busquets shouldn't be shouldn't be near this top level right now and then even you know Pedri Mm -hmm. looks like he's being overrun just playing too many games he looked very tired his passing was not good it's very interesting to me that um and one bonus I will give Xavi is I liked how in the second half when he put on Gavi he took off Busquets not Frankie de Jong that's not something we've seen him do but our midfield looked a lot better in the second half when we didn't have uh Pedri and Busquets on the field right that's just well talking yeah, talking of subs, though, we're down 2-0 at the f- end of the first half, and the second half rolls around, and what changes do we make? Team comes out, same lineup. Team comes out, same energy. Team comes out, same strategy. Push the ball. Uh, hold on to the ball. Ch- don't move their defense, right? Don't create any space. Nothing uh, Nothing is happening. No dynamics, no fluidity. And then you just end up getting the ball maybe out to Dembele or Rafinha, and they try a cross, and nobody's in the box. Uh, Louis trying to be very aggressive, and I think he... He's very a strong player, and he's able to push guys around. But you know, when you have three people surrounding him, and we gets this well, cross mm-hmm. that flies over the top, there's nothing to do. And that's the issue, right? right? Is that our wingers are so far on the touchline and not making runs inside, and our midfield is not mm-hmm. trying to overlap in the box often. Uh, it, so you just have uh, Rafinha or Tembele just trying these crosses to uh, Lewandowski in, in the box, who's covered by you know both center backs because there's not anyone else creating a threat up front. And and mm-hmm. Franco De Jong is helping a little bit to try and create that. But I think for the rest of the season we're probably going to have to employ him as the pivot in this team. So you know that already takes away one of our players who does uh, a good job of running in the box. And you know it, it's it's really time for us to talk about should Rafinha and Dembele be starting, not just starting together in games, but starting at all, like. I think Dembele has gotten a little bit complacent. He doesn't really have that competition. If we think about last season and kind of why he was able to take his game to a really good level, it was in part because he had Adama Traore who was threatening for his spot. He was trying to play for a new contract, right? All the reasons we talked about last season. And this season, he's been the out-and-out starter, and we're not putting him in a position to do well. And then he's also, I feel like, a little bit complacent. And so we need to start you know, using a front three that doesn't include Dembele and Rafinha at times. You have Anzu Fati come in, you have him, you know, make a great run, get it into Lewandowski, and then Ferran Torres puts it away for our only goal. And, you know, Anzu, unless there's something behind the scenes we don't know about with his health, it seems like he really needs to be playing a a much bigger role in this team. And Ferran Torres, it's kind of crazy, but his last goal in La Liga was actually in El Clasico last season, the 4-0. And so I'm (laughs) hoping this goal uh, will either inspire him or somehow we need to play Real Madrid every week. But I'm... Yeah, I'm just I'm just frustrated. There, there needs to be a lot of changes, right? Like this lineup, the only big thing that that was surprising to me was that uh, you know we had Frankie, Pedri, Busquets, no Gabi in the starting lineup, which you know I was mm-hmm. hoping would turn out well. Uh, obviously, it did not end up going that way because uh, you know Cruz, Modric, and um, their midfield just just ran circles around us. Yeah, I think with the schedule that we have this October, it's already rough. Our players are getting overworked. Uh, we need to make good substitutions, uh, different starters, different lineups, and make them strong enough to uh, withhold these coming games, right? We're going to have a game this Thursday against uh, Villarreal. Then we have another game on Sunday, and then another game against Bayern Munich on Tuesday, I believe. So and it's those not two like games are can... against top 10 La Liga teams, too. Villarreal yeah. and Bilbao. Yeah. And so we just dropped three points, like you just uh, are alluding to, the fact that we're going to have a rough time against these teams. And, you know, what happens if we play the same lineups? We're going to have Pedri come out. He's been an all-out starter, and he's going to look tired because he doesn't have enough rest. We're not uh, transitioning our players enough. Uh, Like I already mentioned, uh, Javi did not sub until, I think, the 60-something minute. 
Um, why are we playing players that don't need to play? And he took off Dembele and Rafinha. But why are we playing players that obviously look tired? They need to rest. And we're down 2-0. We need to change something up. So it's at just, the end of the day, We I'm, just need to attack faster, right? That's what yeah. it comes down to me. There's two things that really bothered me. One, we'll see the ball go forward quickly. And then we'll see Dembele. Uh, a lot of times Dembele, sometimes Rafinha making a run. And then our midfield will just slow the attack down. They won't get the ball out to the wingers on the run. And we mm -hmm. just let their whole defense just settle up and, and, and get ready for what's coming. And then two, the thing that really pisses me off, Yus, is that it seems like our team only gets a fire under their you know backside when we're down or when we're chasing a goal. Like w when you look at the Inter Milan game, once we go down, then everyone starts going crazy and playing well. And like the offense is moving quicker. Uh, it's only when we're, you know, down 2-0 and we make the sub off of Busi and Pedri that all of a sudden, you know, our offense starts to look a bit better. And I just, I need to see that fire from the team earlier. And, you know, not only is there an issue with the tactics Javi's using and the the, the players he's playing uh, all the time, it's also that he I just feel like he needs to figure out how to motivate these players because I don't see the fire in their eyes that we need, right? And it was really easy when we sacked Komen and we put Javi in. Uh, for him to get the players excited but now that you know we're going into a season we just had a, a big dry spell like we're on the verge here of a big collapse Villarreal and Bilbao are not easy teams to beat and so you know I just uh, we need to see more from everyone but how is I, you know my question here is how can you inject that like in Inter Milan that 3-3 drought there was just a intensity the intensity that the team had and the energy that they were bringing they were looking to score they were fighting and I know you know maybe they've already gone down and then that whole second half was just ludicrous but where was that against Real Madrid at the Bernabeu where was that energy where was why are the players not motivated to win this game this is one of the biggest games of the season you're fighting for the top uh, place in La Liga you know that they're going to come out and you know, it's the Bernabeu. They know they're going to come out and they're going to fight you. So why are we struggling? So why are we having uh, some of these midfield players bringing up the ball? And they, I, I saw it, just an example with Frankie de Jong, but he holds onto the ball looking side to side for a pass. Their defense already lined up. And I'm sitting there like, well, you either have to move to create something and move their defense or the other midfielders other wingers right backs left backs have to move themselves to move their defense it's not going to happen right real madrid's not going to reorganize their defense because mm -hmm. we just stand in front of them so a, a where is thing, the creativity a big thing for me and, and i think you're totally right i feel like a lot of times when we play real madrid the games we do best is where it's very open-ended right we're like they're going for an attack on our end and then we quickly transition it back to an attack on our end and we just didn't have that this game and i think with dembele and rafinha or Ferran or Fati or whoever we're going to start, uh, our best way to attack is to get the ball out quickly uh, because we mm -hmm. just, we've just we seen too many times this season, uh, and it's it's a, a Barca thing that's happened over the last four or five years as well, where we just have so much possession, and then we don't win these games, right? It's like, we, we I, I just feel like uh, Xavi and Barca managers in general are kind of sticking too much to uh, uh, an old template for how we used to win games, whereas the new the new best teams in the world they're able to really attack quickly and transition the ball fast and you know i would much rather have that i'd much rather have you know two shots on goal two goals than to have 80 percent possession five you know 10 shots and, and like zero goals right like uh, yeah. I, I mean of course you'd rather have the goals but i i mean to say like possession for possession's sake is something we used to criticize all the time under valverde and this offense has gotten awfully awfully slow and stale lately and you know pedri who's one of my favorite players for sure had an off game uh, like i said earlier in the video it's partially because of him playing too many minutes but he was really holding the ball too long and uh not getting the ball out quickly
I mean, you you bring up a good point with that whole thing because it, in terms of speed and being able to move the ball is so important. And I think Jaleel, the purist, uh, had talked about how, you know, Javi's um, strategy is high risk, high reward. But in this game particularly, it doesn't seem like it's high risk, high reward because we're not uh, we're not moving the ball, right? We're very stagnant. We're not creating. We're not giving... The only risk in this game was the fact that our defense was so bad. Our defense had such a poor defensive line that they were easily kept on... Real Madrid was easily kept on side and uh, are faster than us and could break that line real quick and then score on us, right? And then on, it just brings like, okay, it's high risk, high reward, but we're not even risking anything this game. What could you say that we risked, Right. Yeah. Um. I guess, like, I would say, sure, in other games, but this game in particular, I didn't feel like that. And at the end of the day, I'm thinking, like, okay, what do we have to do to change this? How is Javi? Uh, is it fully tactics? Is it player mindset? Is it uh, the youth of the team? Is it the the seniority of the team? Like, w- we have a lot of things going on. We have a long, lot of young players. We've already ditched P- uh, PK and uh, Alba pretty much, but we still have Busquets in there. So we can't only say, oh, it's the older players, the old guard that's really p- fully bringing us down because we have Pedri, we have Gavi, who are these young studs that do come in. But they are... Um, they still have a lot to learn. They're doing wonderful, but you know that doesn't that doesn't account for Dembele, Rafinha, Lewandowski, and all these other players on the pitch. So I don't know. I don't want to be too negative here because you know we're not here to just mope around and say how awful this team is because we've had some positive features of this year. I mean, but maybe um, but like I, I guess I'm just sleeping. hoping. And I did see some change that Frankie started and that, you know, Busquets came off for Gavi in the second half. Like, mm-hmm. I'm hoping slowly Javi will understand that, like, big adjustments need to be made. <clears throat> Part of our last video was talking about, like, Javi and his stubbornness and how some people uh, mm-hmm. from his time at Al Saad were talking about how he would just keep playing the same thing. And, like, it's clear that Javi's trying to, to implement the same tactics over and over, but he's not changing the tactics we're using. Right, and I feel like mm-hmm. at some point you have to just look at how how the seasons developed and understand that okay, uh, you know we need some big changes here, right? And I think it starts with taking out Busquets uh, and and trying a different midfield combination that doesn't have him. I know it's tough, and I know it's like really really not easy. And we've tried a few players to to be a Busi sub like Nico, um, and you know some Frankie. Now we're gonna try. I think we tried a little bit last season, but we we should really just have for the rest of the year. Frankie de Jong putting in 60 minutes as the pivot and see if he can give us what we need. You know, we don't talk a lot about the whole salary imbalance and Frankie's issues, but unfortunately, we pay him too much for the output he's giving us. But uh, I think it's just a sunk cost at this point and that we might have to... We also know, don't play him a lot, though. True. So even, even if you say, like, uh, his performance is now not being put out, it's like, well, how many minutes is he getting compared to Busquets, Gavi, and Pedri, right? And... Mm-hmm. Uh, we said this about uh, uh, other young players like Balde. Like we just got to give him minutes. Uh, at the at if we don't give him minutes, how is he ever going to fully develop into that role? If that's what we're trying to get him into, um, it's really hard to rely on a player and expect them to fully perform in a position that they don't necessarily uh, are or aren't fully accustomed to. And then we hardly play them in that position. Yeah, and then they um, get one one appearance there every six games. And you're yeah. like, oh, he didn't do well. It's like, well. And that's what I was getting to is we need to give Frankie a yeah. prolonged period of time as that CDM. But 
I, I mean, you guys, it sucks, right? Obviously, this is not the <laughs> way we wanted it to go. Unfortunately, the October yeah. from hell has, has really been from hell. <laughs> and, uh, you know, things haven't gone our way. I'm hoping the team will just, you know, figure out how to improve. And then we have the World Cup. And, uh, you know, with how many games are going to be played and then international teams, with how many injuries might be picked up, like, it's a long season to go. Uh, you know, yeah. hopefully when we go back to the Champions League and we beat Bayern, um, hopefully Inter <laughs> Milan will have lost to Pleasant, in which case we still are alive in the Champions League. But, you know, Europa might be our path, but La Liga and Copa are certainly two trophies we want to try and win. Even as hard as it is mm-hmm. to see now, I think, you know, there's still time here for Xabi to, to right the ship. But, you know, let us know in the comments what you think, how you're feeling, vent out some of your thoughts to us. Uh, I think that's all we got, right, Yus? Thank you so much. Yep. Thanks, guys. Smash that subscribe button and we'll see you on Thursday. Thanks, guys. Peace.